0: not a racist or not a Nazi, because I don't even respond to those terms. I believe those terms are concocted and crafted by people who wish to silence debate and look at somebody and think, I hate him or I hate her mm-hmm. because of what they were born as. Now, I might not think it's best that everyone lives together as neighbors on one street, but I heard too. That was mainly about homosexuals, but I made some crude comments. And as I said, I wouldn't say those things now. Mm -hmm. Those people of European descent are now rapidly becoming a minority, thanks to the process of a debate on that. And secondly, social conditions have been engineered in order to change white birth rates. There's been a massive legalization and push for women to have abortions. Mm. There has been, Would so you not agree that they're proportionally white. Can we agree on that? No. I'd say no. You'd you say no. I'd say they look really? white. Really? I'd say they look white. I'm sorry, wait, I'm wait, wait, wait. No, can not, wait see they look I just white. want to say
1: that I am white.
0: And I believe that white, the idea of white privilege is, is anti-white in its nature anyway. I don't believe in a, in a system where white people you know, go places and are automatically privileged.
1: That's not, to me, what white privilege is. Mm.
0: I believe many of the people that follow you
2: have a completely different message to you and you are connecting with many races. The ability to do something
0: doesn't Mm. mean you should do it. You've got the capability to put your hands into the fly killer, but I wouldn't Mm. suggest you put your hands into there Because there's
3: no benefit of doing that, but there's a benefit of moving around.
0: There is to some people. To everybody. But mm -hmm. not to everybody.
3: Questions every day. has a brother posted to sleep? Listen, I give younger books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black right? mm-hmm. You hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. Too far to but did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's a the domino, domino offense. Offense.
2: <laughs> Welcome, welcome. So today. Have yeah, a very pers- important social commentator, far right politics, infamous, more infamous than Tommy Robinson. But um, <laughs> the, the wonderful Mark Kellett,
0: thank you for coming down today. It's been a, I know it's been a long journey. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here, mm. and I found it um, really nice actually meeting you guys. Gotten well with you before, so I'm looking forward to the show.
2: Okay. Should be good. On the left, we have the plant-based warrior. I'm back. The, I'm be missing, but I'm back now. The vegan dickhead. Oh yeah, you had a replacement, you had a replacement last yeah, time, yeah, 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 Nathan. yeah. Nathan. yeah. Where is Nathan? I thought he was here today. Nah, it he was, but he's got work to do, oh, enough, Fair enough, fair enough. But BTEC, Burner Boy. Yeah, Burner Boy from Wish.
3: Sir <laughs> Edicus, aka Eds. They got you know, the meatless crew, I oh. yeah, mean? There's, there's protest today as well, so. Oh, you're going there after, yeah? Yeah? You're going there after. No, nah, 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 let the marathon runners have their running. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be doing that. You got to meet the most masculine host of the pod. Do you not let him guess you? This guy's got a BBL hairline.
2: Is that, is that all you ever got for me, BBL hairline? Yes. Nah, no, cool. Fine. Short. Yeah, that's all right. I'll run with that. <laughs> Hairline's back though. Anyways, so we're in for it today.
3: No, yeah.
2: I like that again though. Isn't nah, it's strong, man. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Right, cool. me... I'm, I'm gonna come back to you in two, three, two, <laughs> three years, not it? Yeah, we'll see. Hey. But, um, so today, analytics. Okay. The YouTube guys. Thank you for subscribing. We're back on TikTok after getting banned at 50k, so we're back. We're like what a thousand followers in a day. So. You're joking, really? Yeah, it's flying up. Shit. Our first clip got like 150k. Serious? Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. People love Domino,
3: you know. We love it. We're yeah. So it.
2: hopefully <laughs> TikTok won't ban us again, innit? Um, so yeah, we're coming back. So guys, keep leaving the reviews on Spotify. Um, as you said, as we're getting DMs all the time saying that you'd want two episodes a week from us that can only get done with YouTube re- revenue. So if you keep leaving the super like and stop the video now if you're listening on Spotify or YouTube, like, subscribe all that good stuff
3: and the thing on TikTok and Instagram yeah, look, we're going to have conversations that are going to be controversial that's the whole nature of trying to provide intellectual, academic conversations that you can grow and learn from if you disagree, voice your opinions in the comments, don't go and um, what's it called, when they report? Um, don't go and report, what's the point? Because it, it, it just shows your negligence for the spread of information. If you don't agree, voice why you don't agree. There's no point in just reporting. So, like, we're here to have a conversation and just show love. That's all it is.
1: And if you've
2: got questions, put them in
1: the
2: comments and we will ask them. We'll ask them for you. But we can only do that if you provide the comment, the comment <laughs> to us. So, there we go.
3: 100. Just... So, in today, let's get ready to a domino! <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done it backwards now because usually I'd come in with the analytics now, but it's yet be. For uh, you done it new. What I've been missing for two weeks and I'm now sorry, I forgot the process. Just forgot the whole process. So, yeah, cool. but we're in now. So <laughs> let's get started. Well, no, like, share, subscribe. Oh, well, what's the point? Oh, okay. What's the point?
2: <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, But in today, thank you, Mark, for joining us once again. Um, have you had a better podcast intro than that?
0: No, no. Um, I was visibly shocked when you said you were a vegan. Then. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore. I was. For six years. All I've got to say is, if you've never been to Estabulo, mm-hmm. you should go there. Yeah. Try a Brazilian all-you-can-eat steak restaurant. <laughs> you never. You're ne- <laughs> you could never ever go back to a plant-based diet. Honestly,
3: I've, I've never been against meat. Never. I, I, I love meat. My thing was... I was taking a stance because the way we eat meat, consume meat is just unsustainable at the moment. So it's like, in order to show people that, yeah, here's a, a, someone that enjoys and loves meat, I don't think we shouldn't eat meat. I just think we should moderate it. It, should, it, it shouldn't be at the capacity that we do it now because the agriculture industry is just, just destroying the planet, so.
0: I fundamentally agree with that. I mean. I'm against intensive farming Mm -hmm. and against cruelty to animals. I believe that we live in a natural world and there's a hierarchy. And with that hierarchy, we are at the top and we should eat meat as part of a balanced diet. But that doesn't give us a right to be cruel to animals. You know, I'm against things like battery farming it's absolutely disgusting. You know, you should always make small changes in your life, like only buying free-range eggs or mm-hmm. sourcing your meat responsibly. Exactly. And I think that if more people moved... I mean, I'll give you an example of how this can be done. Many years ago, McDonald's in this country imported... A vast quantity, if not all of its meat, from South America, which mm-hmm. was sourced irresponsibly, and there was a huge consumer pushback to that. Mm. And that's why now every McDonald's placemat tells you where the potatoes and the meat come from, responsibly sourced here in the British Isles. Mm. And I think that's what consumers should do. They should start boycotting, you know, restaurants or um, you know resellers who source their meat irresponsibly. And by doing that, we can actually put pressure on big capitalist organizations or companies to make a better world. No, I completely agree. The only pushback
3: I would have on that was the idea that we are at the top, just for the fact that our inability to strike a balance, to me, shows our lack of intelligence. Because if you look at the way that that the animal or, or the animal kingdom is structured, everything has an equilibrium and we disrupt that. So I think that there's a fundamental issue with our thinking and this... So to, th- to me, this ignorance that we are at the top when we can't even get something so basic and something so...
0: That should be so simple, right? Well, I'd say we're at the top, but we've divorced ourselves from the natural world and from reality. So you can mm-hmm. be at the top of something, but divorce yourself from what you're part of. And that leads you to viewing everything beneath you in a different way. And just because something's beneath you in a hierarchy doesn't mean you have to abuse it. You know, if you're a, if you're a commanding officer in an army you have soldiers that are beneath you. It doesn't give you a right to abuse them. We're higher than say chickens or pigs in the um food chain, but it doesn't mean we have to abuse them. Yeah, I agree.
3: I agree.
0: Um but leading in today, um well what two minutes I wanted to clear the air because
2: see <coughs> Tommy has his views on you. When we had spoke on the podcast, he used you as a reference in the sense of I'm not racist, but this guy is I'm not a Nazi, but this guy is So it's more, but same way people had a lot of things to say about Tommy, like, Tommy's this, Tommy's that, Tommy. And then when we sat down we spoke with him, I was like, okay, but I still believe Tommy's is Islamophobic, but i don't think tommy wants to go out and kill muslim people i just think he hates what is even though islam is a religion he hates it as an ideology um so it's more so understanding you is more in terms of your views and obviously there's the the documentary that russell branded for you but when you were much younger that's what i'm saying so obviously views people people are allowed to change but obviously obviously we have in order to discuss where you're at now we
0: have to discuss Where it began. Yeah. Um, And I think when you're younger, you're very sort of fiery, you say things that you think are edgy. You say things that when you mature, you look back on them and you think, God, you know, and it's the same with everything you do when you're younger, the clothes you wear, your haircut, the way you approach things, mm -hmm. because you mature as a person and you look back on certain things and you do cringe and you think, God, I would never say that now. And if I could go back in a time machine, you'd say to your younger self, Don't say things like that, educate yourself more thoroughly Mm. on issues and always speak respectfully of others. And I don't use racial slurs I don't try to be antagonistic towards other people, but I also don't get into the position that Tommy does without speaking disrespectfully of him, spending half an hour every time explaining how I'm not a racist or not a Nazi, because I don't even respond to those terms. I believe those terms are concocted and crafted by people who wish to silence debate and who push people to do what you were talking about at the very beginning of this, where as soon as they see something they dislike... They're triggered, words like that pop into their mind, they report the podcast, they try and get your channel shut down, rather than opening up lines of dialogue. And I watch lots of people who are branded as right-wing go on main, the mainstream media, and they've got a half an hour slot, and 28 minutes of that will be them groveling around, trying to convince people who hate them that they're not racist. They'd be better saying, I'm not even answering that and talking about the issues they feel passionately about. Hmm. That's interesting, and I, and I definitely agree with what you're saying to a certain,
3: to, to a certain degree. Where I might have a slight caveat is that I'm of the idea that if enough people are pointing the finger, saying something is what it is, shouldn't? You, isn't there a reason to believe that? potentially what they're saying is correct. And like leading on to that, because we used the, the
2: two terms like Nazi and a racist, not being being a neo-Nazi or Nazi is, 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 I can understand you in the sense of people put that label onto you, but being a Nazi is you identify as, you actually have to identify as that. But being a racist is a bit more objective because
0: you don't have to identify as a racist to be a, to be a racist. I think... This is where you're starting to get into semantics, and this is where you could spend not an hour and 45 minutes, but three hours, five hours, ten hours, all defining what you think a racist is, what your personal definition is, you know, and then it gets down to the point of, well, do you think he hates people because of the colour of their skin? Well, some people might say that I do. Some people might say the fact that I've come here in good faith, sat with you, shaking hands with you, you know, had a laugh with you before the event... And I'm sitting here having dialogue with you says that I don't hate you because if I did, I wouldn't want to be in the same room as you. Mm -hmm. So then you've got to decide what really is hate and how can you actually decide in a concrete fashion what is in another man's heart or head. And then you've wasted three hours talking about nothing or we've discussed nothing. And if you look at every mainstream media interview Mm -hmm. with somebody who's so-called right wing, Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. The person spends most of the time, as Tommy so regularly does, explaining why he isn't something rather than talking about what he feels passionate about and what he is. And I think words like racist, anti-Semite, Nazi, they're silencing tactics Mm. that are thrown at people to make them start talking about things they don't want to talk about Mm. rather than talking about the issues they hold dear. Mm. I think it's a very disingenuous tactic. So. I don't really buy into any of that or mm-hmm. play along with it. And when people do interview me and throw those things at me, I politely inform them that I'm not really here to play that game. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not here to play the groveling game. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You yourself, obviously, because I don't want to, as you said, I don't want to spend ages on it. But obviously, I asked Tommy directly: Would you see yourself
0: as a neo-Nazi or as a racist? Just I don't see myself as a neo-Nazi. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, and I have never described myself as a racist, because I don't hate anybody for the colour of their skin. I don't look at somebody and think, I hate him or I hate her Mm -hmm. because of what they were born as. Now, I might not think it's best that everyone lives together as neighbours on one street, but I don't hate people. And if you look at my track record of working with Muslims, being interviewed by people from all over the world, hosting podcasts with people from all over the world, people in Syria. You know, if you look at the people who donate to my show and contribute to my show, there are people from the Far East, there are people um, from America who are Black Mm -hmm. Muslims, and they do agree with the things I say, and I have a very clear policy of open dialogue and being reasonable with people, because, Fundamentally, I believe in a system of peaceful separation, rather than lots of people being forced together, which has always historically led to ethnic conflict. That's
3: interesting, because mm. I, I think I see two sides to your personality now. So I feel like the, the the person you are now much more composed, a lot more decorum, compared to the person that you were when you was younger, um, in the young days of the, the BNP, and how mm. that transitioned. There's, there's a big difference in that character. Because when I was doing a bit of my research, um, and it was, it was the ITV documentary where it, it said, that, uh, and it quoted that you refer to homosexuals and, and Africans as AIDS monkeys.
0: But well, I referred to, that was mainly about homosexuals, but I made some crude comments, and as I said, I wouldn't say those things now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I certainly, you know, would tell my younger self or younger people Mm who listen to me not to use terminology Mm -hmm. that is crude or impolite, because I think that makes you appear less cultured and, you know, Mm -hmm. really less refined, and we should all do our best to treat each other in the most polite way possible. That's part of being an adult, but I wasn't really an adult then, and... Really, one thing that I would say about back then is fundamentally, you will know at the end of those documentaries, you know, I offered an apology at the time. I offered to resign from the organization because even then I realized I'd bought it into disrepute. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I would also say the organization failed me as a young man for putting me in the position where I was being followed around by a journalist and had that much weight on my shoulders. I think young men shouldn't be put in that position. But I'm not here to sort of apologise for things I did two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The second question, of i go ahead.
1: Sorry, I just wanted to interject. So when we were talking about racism and whatnot, I actually Googled what the definition of a racist is. Just Char- Char- Mack just to kind of get a bit more on track with things. So it says here, a racist is characterised by showing prejudice or discrimination or antagonism against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is minority or marginalised. Now, when you were speaking, quite often you said, but I don't hate these people. But in that definition, it doesn't talk about hate. No, of
0: course it doesn't talk about hate.
1: Marginalising and discriminating against people. So I guess one of my questions is, is, can you not hate somebody but still be a racist because you can still marginalise and discriminate against them.
0: No, you see, what you're making the mistake of doing here is you've gone for a modern definition. Now, words change all the time, sure. and I've actually made recently two sort of long, reasonably you know long but short videos, sort of 15-20 minute videos, explaining how terminology changes over time mm. in order to change the language we use and load terms to change the way we discuss things. Sure. Now. When I was brought up, and I'm 43 this year, hmm. being a racist was somebody who hated somebody.
1: But is that? I guess what I'm asking you is: is that what you still believe? Do you not think there could be more
0: complicated? No, I think I think what happens is people twist language to include more and more different things to load terms, primarily in order to force white guilt. So people feel, you know, guilty for any choice they make. So basically you could say that a black woman Mm. who chooses to discriminate by saying, I will only date black men because that's my preference is a racist, I don't think she's a racist. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, We'd agree with you, we've had that conversation. We we agree with you. That's a
0: nonsense. So that term then is nonsensical. It's been drafted, (laughs) crafted and formed in order that people then feel guilty for making totally reasonable personal choices. And at that point, you end up doing a three-hour podcast on what really is a racist. And that's what I say, so everyone's it, caught it, by this nonsense. It's
1: more about where, because you, you, you kept forming, back to the word of hate, and I yes. don't hate these people, but I don't hate these people. But I'm just trying to understand, do you think you can be racist without hating someone or
0: I, in a group? As I said, my answer is this. And I don't mean this to be insulting to what you're asking, but I simply don't care. I think these phrases and these words are crafted Mm. for political reasons in order to make people feel guilty for having any form of free thought and to channel people down a specific route. Mm. I don't believe... That we've got a we've got a situation in Britain today where if you say something that somebody finds offensive or feels is racist can result in a longer prison sentence than having millions of I- images of child porn yeah. on your computer. So this is all politicised. And as I said, I believe, and I've stated this, that racism is when you have a hatred of people, simply you look at them and say, like, I hate this guy because he's different me. Mm-hmm. I think this phrase that you're talking about, here, this racism that you're talking about here, has been crafted by successive British governments in order to make people fear speaking out against mass immigration, multiculturalism, and raising absolutely legitimate mm-hmm. points about demographic changes that mm-hmm. are occurring in the UK. One uh, of I was going to ask, because obviously you said you growing up, you said racism was hate.
2: Yeah. So in terms of this definition, has that definition changed since when you yeah, had grown absolutely. up? Absolutely. Well, what
0: was? Can you check what it was? So this is an education for me. I didn't know what it was. What well, it was, I don't have the dictionaries from when I was a child, hmm. but that's how it was always taught in schools. In the same way that if you look at the 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 changing in the word of the changing the use of the word extremist, I made a a video about twenty minutes long talking about how now extremist is something that means you are violent, that means you um, have this grotesque ill will towards other people. Mm-hmm. But years ago, extremist was just somebody who did something that was at a polar end of the scale.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it, it wasn't. It didn't have an immediate connotation of violence. Mm-hmm. And now extremist, the, the, the definition of the term extremist, as put forward by the FBI, includes people online using terms like red pill and normie and chad. Mm-hmm. So if I say, Look at that fella sat over there. He obviously lifts a bit. He's a bit of a chad, which obviously means yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that that under FBI rulings would mean I was an extremist. You were sat in a room with an extremist because I called you a chad. Mm. Now that's ridiculous. But that's where you go from having a term that means something that. Can be reasonably understood to widening a net in order to drag people in and make people fear speaking their mind or saying anything because they might be branded an extremist. Okay.
3: Just, yeah, no, you. So, just hear so whilst whilst you, she's looking for the definition, I want to circle back on the thing you said previously when you mentioned um, you don't think that people you might not think that people should live together, but you don't hate them. Hmm. So, um, do you
0: do you believe in the um, great replacement theory? Well. Firstly, it's not a theory, and yes, I do believe in it. You know, white British people... Sorry, just just to say, just
2: for our people to understand, break down what it is and, like, what you believe it to be, because it might be different, what What you believe it to be and why you think it is taking
0: place. What it is, Mm. is the fact that all over the Western world, whether nations were places where uh, people of European descent were initially indigenous, Mm. or whether there are places where people of European descent weren't indigenous, but people of European descent founded as the modern nations they are today, mm-hmm. those people of European descent are now rapidly becoming a minority thanks to the process of mass immigration. Mm-hmm. And here in Britain, um, London is now only 37% white British, mm-hmm. Birmingham 42% white British, so white British people are already a minority in several major cities, as others Luton, and Leicester, mm-hmm. and white Britons will be a minority. Across Britain as a whole by 2066. So a thousand years after the last time England was successfully invaded by the Normans, white British people will be a de facto minority group. But this is where I have to challenge um, this idea because
3: from what I've read and what I understand, that that the idea of the Great Replacement Theory seen as more of a pseudoscience that's been disc, um it's been disproved on, on, on various occasions. Now what seems to be happening is that it, it 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 logically you can say that because of mass migration um that other populate other demographics are coming and taking over but the reality of the situation is that people in western countries just aren't having enough babies so in order to maintain a culture you need 2.1 or is it 2.5 babies mm-hmm. per family yep. and that's just not happening so no. then you can't then twist the narrative and say that it's down to mass migration and all these people are doing in other countries who are having the 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 right amount of babies to maintain a culture moving to different places for work etc that's not um
0: that's not a a replacement that's just Mm. the fact that white people aren't having enough children it is a replacement and Mm. secondly there are other social factors that i believe have been absolutely engineered to Mm. ensure that this takes place this is something that it would be very hard to explain in a simple soundbite but factually Whites are becoming a minority. Both yeah, yeah, groups, we, we don't accept that. Yeah, we yeah. accept that. 100%. And I believe that that is done through mass immigration, largely against the will of those people, because repeatedly, large numbers of white Britons have spoken out against that, want a referendum on that, want a debate on that. They've already be, always been denied a debate on that. And secondly, social conditions have been engineered in order to change white birth rates. There's been a massive legalization and push for women to have abortions. Hmm. There has been a massive push for women to go into the workplace.
2: Doesn't that, this is, a, so it's, doesn't that disadvantage, or why is it just for white people, a disadvantage? Because
0: when you have, um, what, you, what you tend to have is a white majority nation. Hmm. These things tend to be pushed heavily upon the white population. And when people from other cultures come in, They are basically helped by the government in many ways to retain their culture, retain their ways of life. There are Mm. groups there that help them to do that. They stick together largely. And groups like the Muslim population import their culture. They stick to their traditional ways. Mm. And that leads to them having a much higher birth rate. I
3: think think everything you said there was correct, apart from the fact that you said um, that... Abortion is being pushed on white people more so Because the I, facts are In
0: America, it's very different That, yeah. that is used in so, America Yeah, so different. in America, it's completely different No, no, no I've I, I said that straight mm. away Because yeah.
2: I've seen the abortion But, 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 but I'm saying what, Because the correlation isn't causality All because no. more white people are having more abortions I haven't seen the stats But that could be down to education That could be down to socioeconomics we, There's so many factors going So why do you believe Because I, I agreed with a lot But until you said it's being pushed on white people I, I, well, I, I don't understand. I, I, I've I, I, written I'm a book sure. on this
0: called Fall mm. of Western Man. It's available for free as a PDF download mm. or off Amazon. You can buy a hard copy. And I talk about a sweeping number of societal changes post Second World War that have reorientated the minds of people of European descent that have been pushed heavily in nations that were you know, largely dominated ethnically by people of European descent in order to change the way they think. Mm. And white people now have in many ways lost their culture. They're deracinated. They have thrown away the things that held them together as a community. They have had their communities shattered by successive governments um, moving forward with economic policies which have destroyed towns, cities, mm. and people that live together, communities that live together for sort of hundreds of years. And all of these things have had a negative impact, negative impact, negative impact. Now, when you look at government grants oh. and when you look at government spending, there are clear examples of the government spending large amounts of money on ethnic minority communities to help them, help them stay together. But if anyone says they want to do that specifically for, um, say, a white British community, an English community, a Cornish community, that is met with the call of what we were talking about earlier, um, Mm -hmm. of racism, and it's not allowed. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying is, if you look into these things, and there's a huge amount of evidence, but it takes a long time to go through it all, this isn't Mm -hmm. something that people have just just plucked out of thin air. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a number of pressures to both increase the number of people coming into Britain, to ensure that the people who do in, come into Britain retain their culture's way of life, their language, etc. Mm. And they carry on having large numbers of children. But then the other pressure is to reduce the indigenous people people's ability to stick together and have children. And when you take those two things into account, you will lead, inevitably, to white British people becoming a minority. And I don't think that's a good thing. I understand. And like I said, large, I largely agree.
3: But again, I still can't, I, I still don't agree with the fact that this is something that's being pushed on white
0: people. So my question is this then, so... Look, lots of bad things have been pushed on black people. Lots of, lots of bad things, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I believe that the winner from multiculturalism and the winner for mass immigration isn't going to be black people. So that's 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 what I'm was, not yeah. saying. You're the winner, and so, I'm not saying you're the. So I'm not saying you're so going so to the, the winner. I'm not saying you're the bad guy. Who does this fall on? Who's doing? Yeah, this? Yeah, who's it? You for have to wins? look. No, no, no. Who's it for? Who's it for? Who is? Who's, who's the winner? Yeah, who's the who's winner? Who's the winner? The yeah. winner. Are the people. The global elite. The capitalists. the rootless out. cosmopolitan elite that have ruled this planet. Post-World War II, Mm -hmm. these people are people like bankers, financiers, uh, and you could probably trace their lineage back right to the times of sort of the British Empire, the people who have ruthlessly profited of keeping everybody else down, having everyone else fight each other, and essentially doing things to raise themselves up to the the detriment of everybody else. But one
2: thing I would say is... These, these elites, would you not agree that they're proportionally white? Can we agree on I'd that? I'd say no. You, you'd say no. I'd say they look
0: really? white. Really? I'd say they look
2: white. I'm sorry, wait,
1: I'm wait, wait, so no no, continue, no, wait. So I just want to say that I am white. Just as a voice, yeah. Yeah.
0: can't see my face. They look white, but they're disproportionate.
1: But why does that not make them
0: white? <laughs> does, that's a nice. people, are, no. people are a different ethnicity. They're an ethnic group. They are not, so, they are not of European descent, and that's why, if comes upon a DNA test. And if you ever read anything written by Malcolm X which was scandalously kept out of his uh, biographical film that was made by Spike Lee, he talked about these issues. Many black nationalists talk about these issues. Many Islamic um Scholars talk about these issues. Many people talk about the spread of Zionism. I've made lots of videos on them. They're all free on my Odyssey channel. I can't explain them all in a five-minute soundbite, but you are absolutely welcome hmm. to watch those videos about the Zionist control of America, about the way um, the banking system's disproportionately dominated people. And I'm not saying it's people, and I'm not saying people are solely to blame hmm. there are plenty of white people involved in this which i absolutely have nothing but contempt for there are some black people there will be some indian people i think rishi sunak's part of the problem he's indian hmm. but there is a disproportionate consideration make up about two percent of society when you look at the number people who are billionaires, captains of industry, involved in the banking system, involved in campaign finance, they are overrepresented in all of those categories. And if you look at the current American establishment under Biden, Mm. and you look how many of those (laughs) heritage, if they were all white, people would be squawking right now saying it was white supremacism. If whites had that overrepresentation in banking, people would be squawking saying we need diversity quotas when it's... You do it, no one talks about it. And if you do, it's a taboo.
2: I just wanted to characterize, because obviously we've gone between interchangeable terms, but I just wanted to, because you have your ethnic group, but race is a Western white size construct. If you go to Africa, people won't say they're black. They'll say that I'm from this particular ethnic group. So you're saying that they look white, but under, because white is, is a white Western construct. And really you'd say my ethnic is, uh, I'm from this European, yeah, European descent from this particular region. No, no, I but under,
0: say, under, I can explain this. About, but, uh, I, uh, I was, on, but
2: under the, what we term to be white, which is a Western white construct, Jewish people are white. So that's why I'm just, I don't know you could say like, okay, they might ap- appear to be from this region of Europe descent, but under the
0: classification, of, they are white. Well, when you do a DNA test, mm. it will tell you if you have Jewish DNA. Now, Mm. Jewish DNA is separate from European. Mm. That's what counts you as being Jewish. That's why leading rabbis in Israel have Mm. called for DNA tests for citizenship. Mm -hmm. Because if I turned up there tomorrow, obviously not me, because they probably wouldn't like me very much, but if somebody who was European turned up there and put a little hat on and said, look, I'm Jewish, you know, leading rabbis would say you need to prove your Jewish heritage over numerous generations. Being Jewish historically, it was always something that was passed down on the mother's side. Correct. And you can do a DNA test, and all companies that provide DNA tests will say, if you have Jewish DNA. So that is separate. Now, how I would classify race is quite simple. Race is a large group of people. So people of European descent Mm -hmm. are of one racial group. I am English. Mm -hmm. That is my ethnicity. Mm -hmm. So somebody who is Scottish somebody who is English, somebody who is Irish, and somebody who is Welsh, they're all part of the group of Europeans. They're all part Mm. of a wider European family. Mm. However, they are all from different ethnic groups, which means they have different cultures, different languages, and certain individual sort of... But the reason why I
2: say it's mismatched, because you say you're a white English man, but many of your supporters, you might have done your DNA, and you, you might be, but many of your supporters who would class themselves as white doing their DNA test would not be as white as you think. And that kind of argument is why they discuss they'd never do, um, forget the political side, but just they'd never do an experiment on the difference on athletic performance between different racial groups. Because for example, say someone like me, I'm black, on the black side, actually long distance runner, I'm very quick. That actually comes from my Asian side. So you wouldn't actually be able to say, to say this categorically comes from where. So even though you're saying that it's been passed on culturally and culturally and culturally, but if you were to look at, English people, that many of your supporters, they wouldn't be as English as you think. Look, so really, where, really, what you're looking at
0: is their perception of how they, how no, they no, see no. themselves. There's always been some mm. form of movement of people, mm. and there's always been some form of intermarriage, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, throughout history, that movement of people has been amongst peoples who are very similar. What we are seeing now is huge movements mm. of people from all over the world and that brings a very different perspective but back to what you were saying mm. i don't know i mean we seem to have gone from sort of you know we were being i was being asked who i think controls things and why mm. to now this so i don't know where you want to take it or if you want to take it back to the mm. original question no no i'm
1: just uh,
0: mm.
1: when you basically try to say that they're not white I understand your logic, but in in the world they are white passing. They will get the privilege of white people. They'll get certain. Because
0: no, no, they get they no, get so no it, they it, get the privilege of Jewish people.
1: They do, but there's all which
0: means they can't be criticised.
1: But that's in more of a public domain. But I'm talking about in their day to day lives. You.
0: They have a diff. I believe they have a different level of privilege to everyone else, and I believe that white the idea of white privilege. Is, is anti-white in its nature anyway i don't believe in a in a system where white people you know go places and are automatically privileged
1: that's not to me what white privilege is mm. white privilege is the fact that i can walk into a certain place and not have to do certain actions so for example if i was going to a cash machine and somebody came up behind me let's say eddie came up behind me and he put his hood up there are people that would instantly think that he's going to do something because of his race a white man coming up behind me no, think... at the cash let me finish please a white man coming behind me at the cash point might not invoke that same element of fear and when we talk about white privilege it's more about what you don't have to go through than rather than what you do if that makes sense
0: i think white privilege is something that if you looked into you would find one of the people i was just talking about came up with the idea Mm. It'll be Jewish people who came up with that idea. You look into it, the people who talk about white privilege Mm. are all Jewish. The people who came up with the term are all Jewish. And when you see them talking on Twitter, they keep pushing this idea of white privilege. They keep telling other ethnic groups quite clearly that they should sort of be wary of whites. And then as soon as the question comes up, but aren't you, no, I'm Jewish. Mm. And it's very funny how they flip between the two. One minute, they wear the white face Mm. and say, You know, we've all got to accept how terrible we are. And then as soon as whites go, well, let's all accept then how terrible we are. Are you going to accept it too? No, no, I'm actually Jewish, so um, I don't actually have to accept this. And that's a common trend. Mm. A lot of what I was talking about earlier, such as feminism Mm -hmm. and the push to get white women into the workplace to make them distrust their male partners and compete with men rather than loving them and having children with them, that was pushed by Jews. Now, you can smile or think, what's this guy talking about? But any of you can get out your phone now, go into Wikipedia, and put a list of Jewish feminists and nearly every single prominent feminist who called for women to reject men and to, you know, rise up, which has a hugely detrimental effect on the traditional family, on the nuclear family, on the ability of a group of people to have children were jewish
2: what, what i'd say to you much is you're an educated man and i understand why you're a spokesman for your group because your ideas are very rational but the only problem is what i find you do something similar to tommy for example some, tommy when when he presented the arguments about winston churchill while keeping up the statues and i was i was for it but then the same arguments that he had for the prophet muhammad when i flipped it on him about winston churchill he was discursive so what i feel like you're doing now is you've constructed this argument which is sound, but what you've now done because they belong to your group, you've now found a way to shun them. So, for example, if I were to go on about, uh, well, no, no, I don't I don't believe they belong to my group as well. Yeah, yeah, saying. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but <laughs> so, I should, but sorry, shun problem. But you don't believe that they belong to your group because no, I believe because that
0: right that, that, would, that, do, be ho- that I would be the whole that would be the hole in your belong argument. Do belong to my group like Tony Blair are mm. scum and should be facing well, he should actually be facing, uh, potentially, uh, a sentence that leads to his execution, because he led us into mm. an illegal war that led to... Over a million innocent Iraqi people dying. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that all white people are virtuous and that I like them all, and the people that I don't like mm-hmm. are from another ethnic group. And I stated a minute ago that not all Jews are involved in this, and I don't, you know, hate all Jews mm-hmm. or brand them with this, but they are overrepresented in the activities that I'm talking about. But I also said that. There are plenty of white people, there are black people, there are Indians who are part of this global elite.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, because I just wanted to finish my point, and the reason why I challenge you on that is, like, if I were to make a point about Africa, 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 and say the atrocity that was being... Um, but I'd say, oh, you know what, it's South Africans. let's should say, it's South Africans, it's South Africans. They're, they're not like us. That's like me putting them away. So then the root of my problem, which is in within my racial group or within my continent... I'm shunning it across when if you were just to accept that the Jewish people are white, the people that you're saying are causing the problem that you believe, which we don't believe to be a problem, are actually look exactly like you. They're very similar to you. They have more more in common with with you than they probably do with any other of the other racial groups that you're talking about. But they don't. And
0: I can I can prove this quite simply. Mm. They have their own country in the Middle East called Israel. Mm -hmm. They have a nation-state law stating the country is specifically for Jewish people. Leading rabbis in that country have called for DNA tests for Jewish citizenship. And in that country, they run an effective, what you would term an apartheid state, Mm -hmm. where ethnic Palestinians who have lived in what is now the state of Israel, back to when it was actually called Palestine on Roman maps, are being forced into open prison camps, their children executed, and basically turned into less than second-class citizens, by a group of people who, when in the West, call for open borders, equality, and multiculturalism. Mm. And I talk about the, that hypocrisy, and what I've said now absolutely does prove that they are a separate people because mm. they have their own land for them, where they have and look into their nation state law and what it says, and that is largely based. Well, it's almost well, it's completely based on ethnic and ancestry and DNA, which points them out as separate. Mm. But that F But now you're confused. Ethnic and race. Like oh no, they're still they're still white. Is they white. are very linked ethnicity mm. and race are linked mm. but what you are doing is making the mistake of seeing those people as people of european descent they are not i'm saying they're white though no you, white is a term mm. used as
2: shorthand for people of european descent mm. right it's really because americans
0: are white so i just but americans know. are people of european descent. all american All white Americans originated from Europe. Same with Canada.
1: I understand that, but in terms of like the context of where we're speaking now, if you were to go and ask like a young person, what race is this person? They're not going to be. They're of European descent. They're going to say they're a white person. Yeah, but talking from what Daly's trying to say is that there's the race and culture and this kind of thing, but it's how you present. Like if I was just to walk past you in the street, what what would I see? Kind of thing. I might be wrong. But
0: but Americans are quite clearly of European descent because all those who settled in America were from largely what is now um, the UK, Mm Germany, France, Spain. Mm -hmm. And that was a process of colonization, the same with Canada. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is you should look into Israel, read their nation state laws, look at what their leading rabbis Mm -hmm. say, talk about and investigate Mm -hmm. their Ethnic policies about moving there, Mm. and they see themselves as separate to Europeans because they are separate to Europeans. And if you look at leading Jews who talk about white privilege, they talk about white privilege in one respect, Mm. but then in the same breath, they'll say, "But we're not white, so we, you know, it doesn't affect us." And I said earlier that people from, you know, Jewish from the Jewish ethnic group. Have not just done stuff that is that I feel is damaging to white people, I also feel, as, especially through their um, control and promotion mm-hmm. of certain types of rap music in America, have done things that have been very damaging to the black community. So,
3: just because I, I want to caveat on okay. a, I, uh, I want to progress this after, so I don't want to, yeah, yeah, it. so I was going to caveat mm-hmm. the, the conversation. So, because of this overrepresentation representation of, um, I guess, Jewish people in these financial institutions, et cetera. What was also, what I also read before, um, that when you was younger, you um, was a big supporter of Hitler's book, the Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. Um, is this
0: why? No, no, I'm a supporter of reading books from all sides, and I'm still a supporter of people reading that book. Okay, mm-hmm. I believe that people should read books from all over the spectrum. If you go into a school today, any school in Britain, people will tell you that you should read um, books about communism. You should actually read the Communist Party Manifesto. You should read Das Capital. Now, communism is oh. killed... In the 20th century alone, over 100 million people worldwide, but you'll be told to read that. And I say to people, and it is quite provocative, go out and read the counterfoil to that. If you're going to read the Communist Party Manifesto, if you're going to read these famous communist, communist literature stuff that they put forward, their political ideas, why did not you go and read other side. And when I say, go and read the other side, people start throwing their hands up, running around, squawking like children, as if I've said the most scary thing a lot that you could ever say. But when it comes down to it, how many people died in Eastern Europe under communism? How many people died in China under communism? How many people in South America died under communism? How many people did Pol Pot kill in Cambodia? They're still digging up the bones of people that were buried to this day. But you can walk down the street in a hoodie with a big hammer and sickle on or a communist star on and no one bats an eyelid. But if somebody says, why don't you, have, why don't you just read the opposite to that? Why don't you read the counterfall to it and make your mind up? It's outrageous.
3: Beard gang members, been connecting beards since 2019. It's been a while since I've done one of these. Huh? Yeah, I
2: know you're looking a bit frosty. Yeah, I right?
3: But at the same time, my beard's still looking, you know me? I've grown mine now. You know me? Yeah, me? Yeah, looking yeah, good because yeah. what did the girls say? You come with a bearded personality, that means you come with chess. Yeah? So you wanna grow a strong beard, you know where to go, beard gang members. I don't disagree with that because in, in the art of, of, of education and, and and having discourse, you need to have a rounded um, view or holistic view of, of of everything that happened throughout history. So I, I completely agree with that. The only part that was, it, what it said is that that was like one of your favorite books. So is it your favorite book because of what, what was written in it in terms of the practices and probably what would
0: my... People compare to this neo Nazism. You actually or... don't want to know what my favorite book is. It's not my favorite book of all time, okay. but it is a book that I enjoyed greatly when I read it, and mm-hmm. I recommend that people do read it. I recommend people, but I recommend people read a wide variety of literature, and I do recommend that people look at all sides of an argument. Mm-hmm. So between this, I, I agree with you, and because
2: I want to progress this conversation towards uh, your uh, mass migration and your. So I don't want to stick on this too long because obviously we don't want to go around in circles. But everything you said is very rational. The only thing that where it's murky waters, like for example, Tommy Robinson will say his, his agenda wasn't against uh, Pakistanis. It was Islam, Islam, Islam. Then there's recordings of him calling a Pakistani man or Asian man the P word. Mm. So it muddies the waters. So with you, the reason why I would say take what you say with a pinch of salt. It's everything you said there, if you were Mm. just to say abstract, I agree with, but then there's quotations of you saying, look, I look at Nazi society with nostalgia and you had, you had an affinity of love to
0: Nazi society. I said all those things quite a long time ago, but secondly, you can look at things and say, that's a great spectacle. You know, I'm not gonna deny, no one can deny that the Nuremberg rallies are a great spectacle and anyone that says they weren't is talking rubbish because of course they were. And, and in what sense are you? What, in what sense are they were a great spectacle? Yeah. A great spectacle is something you look at and go, well that's, that's you know, a show of, of force, it's a show of beauty, it's, it's a spectacle, it's something that catches your eye and turns your head. So mm-hmm. has
1: your mind essentially changed then because you said a couple of times in this interview, there's been things that you said back then when you were younger that you wouldn't say now. Yeah. Is it that your mind's changed or you're just more politically... Spoken? No, no. Like, do you
0: still have these thoughts or do you think... Different? When you When you say things off the cuff when you're younger, mm. you say things that you look back on when you're older that you think... Yeah, that was a bit silly to say, or a bit stupid, and it wasn't a correct way to phrase your argument or term then your argument because it's crude. It saying
1: you're embarrassed about the way you no, said it, but not what you said. No, no,
0: it's a way no, of are you saying
1: you're, you're cringing at the way that you said it, but you've not actually said, "Oh, I cringe." No, because, because you what say things, no,
0: because you say things that aren't an I've just said you say things that aren't an accurate reflection of your feelings. You say things that are crude, they're not really an accurate reflection of your feelings, or you say things that you think are gonna be funny or edgy, they're not. Everyone does that when they're younger, but we're talking about something that is now more than two decades old, and I I, I don't really want to get not in. I'm trying
1: to hold you. To no, no no, you. no, 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 We,
0: we, we everyone's more in t- t- yeah. trying
1: to understand whether the opinion had changed or whether you just the way you speak have changed.
2: No, no, that's exactly it. So it's like if you're saying two decades two decades ago, okay, you know what? Looking back, the way that was delivered, but are you saying what you said was wrong, or are you saying that people? Because really, interesting. let's get to the crux of it. I'm being direct. What people took it as as. You supported Hitler. You agreed with a lot, a lot of what he did, especially in terms of the mass killing
0: of Jews. Being direct. Well, is that what you felt at the time? Firstly, firstly, I don't believe in the mass killing of anyone. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I think the Holocaust and the idea that six million Jews were systematically gassed and killed is something that should be very much up for debate. Okay. Why do you? What, what, what made you say that? Okay. What, what makes me fair? No, no, what part of it's up for debate? I'm all, all of it should be up for debate. What, uh,
2: the, the fact that that... All was, of it should be up for debate. No, no, sorry. What's up to... This could be education, so what's up to... What is... What Everything do you, should be up for debate. In terms of the figures, in terms of what it's, happened? It, it, definitely in terms of the figures and what oh, happened.
0: Okay, what, fact, do you, what, do you, what do you draw that on, just so I can well, I say what I draw that on. Mm-hmm. I draw that on the fact that throughout history, there have been lots and lots... Of mass killings. There have been lots and lots of different historical events where many, many people have died. Now, there was an occurrence in the Ukraine known as the Holodomor. Eight to 10 million ethnic Ukrainians were systematically starved to death Mm -hmm. by communists. Okay. Now, there is raging debate over how many actually died, whether the famine was planned or not, the intent of the famine, and whether it was a planned ethnic genocide, whether it was an accident due to bad economic planning. Some people even say it didn't happen. Now, you could go anywhere you wanted in the world and say the Holodomor did not happen, or I believe it wasn't 8 million ethnic Ukrainians, I believe it was 4 million who died. Mm. And you could debate it, you could present evidence. There is only one historical occurrence That has ever taken place where it is illegal in multiple European nations and multiple nations founded by people of European descent to even question. And I think that the fact that the Holocaust has that special Mm -hmm. um, sort of privilege, we'll call it a privilege. that it can't be questioned, that you can be jailed for questioning the numbers. Is that, is that the truth? I, actually, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. to it. You and if be... you... So, people say that 6 million people, 6 million Jews died. Mm-hmm. But if in Germany you said, well, actually, I think it's um, 500 million. Sorry, I think it's 5,900,000. And you quibble on that... You're a Holocaust denier and you could face jail. And that's the same in many European countries. And I don't believe that any part of history should be off limits for discussion, for debate, and for investigation. And I think the fact that that particular event has been raised up almost as more powerful than a religion or a deity or a god, so that nobody can question it. And if you do, at the very least, you're getting banned off social media, and at the very worst, you're spending time in jail. I think it's ridiculous. And if somebody tells me, and if somebody tells me that something's absolutely set in stone and absolutely true, and I can't question it and I can't talk about it, and if I do talk about it, I'm going to go to jail, I start straight away thinking, well, why can't I talk about it? I want to look into this a bit more. That's interesting. I,
3: I don't know the facts, so I can't speak on it, but. I do agree with the idea that, you know, things should be able to be questioned throughout mm. history because again, it is history. We talk about these things. So the fact that we can't,
0: if that is true, is definitely something that's questionable. There so are I, people serving time in German jails now for talking about that. There was a was it like academics, academia, or was it academia. Groups? There's a pensioner who um uh, there was a pensioner who has been repeatedly sentenced in German courts to to jail time, for saying that what historians term as death camps were actually, in fact, work camps, where people did die, where people did die, but they were work camps, and not extermination camps. Now, as I said, if you said that about anything else, any other historical event, if you said that about the Holodomor... You know, if you said that about the killing fields of Cambodia, if you disputed the, fi- the figures on that, you would be allowed to do so. So if I wanted to do a doctorate in history and a question, and, and, and do a, a doctorate
3: on the Holocaust, you're saying that, one, it would not be allowed to be done, and two, I could potentially face jail if
0: I did that. If you were to try and submit an academic paper that disputed any of the established facts on that incident, you could face jail in many European countries. In this country, depending on how you phrased your argument, you wouldn't. However, if you were to do that in Germany or France, to name but two, you would face jail time and you would likely be jailed. And there have been people, not just white people, but people from other ethnic groups who have talked about that historical occurrence and have been sent to jail. you're saying in
2: other European countries, but I'm sure if you went to certain regions, well, if you went to Korea and you were to, or went to Cuba and were to debate certain facts, within those countries also, so it's not... Is, is, it, is it meant to be the land of the free? Yeah. Yeah, but we know in terms of land of the free, there is no land of the free. We Me mean you both know well, then that. We a, then
0: we have an agreement. Yeah, yeah,
2: we, 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 we have an, <laughs> definitely have an agreement. <laughs> we've, we've agreed
0: on a few things. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. To be honest,
2: I think... Because um, I, I want to move this on. I wanna, we'll don't want to stick. Oh, yeah, so we will move this on. But to be honest, like... You're a, a rational man, and I understand why you're a rep- representative for patriotic alternative. Are you still patriotic alternative? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, but I feel it's not necessarily your ret- rhetoric rhetoric will be agreeable with a certain demographic so when you look at say tommy robinson we know who his followers are even though tommy himself haven't met him with him i think he's an islamophobe but i don't think he actually hates muslim people i think he hates what they follow but the people underneath him we know what they follow uh some someone like andrew tate in more recent times i don't believe andrew tate is a misogynist but he has many incels and misogynistic men follow him who have crazy ideas about women. I
0: think so, that so, Andrew Tate, I think Andrew Tate's a businessman. I think mm-hmm. Andrew Tate does things that he knows a certain um, proportion of disenfranchised, angry young men who have a certain resentment for women will pay to hear somebody like him say but and this is what I think with you yourself.
2: I don't think you're a businessman because you pay pictures. because it's all time with no disrespect to our much, much more i Like not good. driving around in a Bugatti. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of the people that will connect with your message, like uh, the guy Ayatollah who who says he follows a lot of your views, He's more extreme, on the extreme side. I watched, um, a, a, listened to a Times podcast and he just, just says some openly racist stuff. So I, you yourself, I can only judge you for you because if you it, have to but,
0: listen to the Ayatollah's mm, delivery of what mm. he said, because you'd be shocked to know that his most significant relationship was with an Indian girl. But that doesn't make him not racist, though. I, 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 think, I, I get what you're I saying, but it doesn't make him not racist. spoke to this guy and listened to his delivery and understood him, there are people who can make, you know, com- points in jest without them being a demon. You know, I've seen plenty of black people make I can, jokes about white people and say things about white people. And, you know, the there should in this debate or in this discussion or in, you know, modern the modern world be a place as well for sort of humor and off color comments. Mm. You know, we can't fashion a world where people collapse to the floor and start wailing like a child when they hear a word or phrase, you know, that they don't like because then you don't have a rational world you no longer have men you no longer have women you just have babies mm. no i understand that but uh, well, the ayatollah doesn't say things in
2: justice the things that he will say many people will just say are overtly racist his message is a bit different to yours like, i haven't listened to your content online so you what you present now is maybe different to what you on. Oh, it's just a flycatcher. Yes, fly. no, it's not gunshots, we not <laughs> hack <but you're> good.
0: <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> so that, was, well, that was a spectacular mm. M for that. No, no, oh, no, I, no, what, what about, yeah, time. that was a, I I didn't notice that there
2: before. <laughs> but obviously, you could be given your most political correct side because you know where you are, but I'm just going to take you for as you are now and I say sure, what well, you but, but the Ayatollah many people and rational people would say it's not in jest that many people would say he's making racist remarks well, I'm not here, but i'm not here to answer for yeah that's what i was going to yeah. say I, I, but this, this is the point i was making is like you're not i'm not gonna uh same way you wouldn't condemn someone for their father's crime you're a completely different person to said yeah. all but what i'm saying is just going back to my original point is i believe many of the people that follow you have a completely different message to you and you are connecting with many races, whether or no you, whether or not you acknowledge it or not,
0: that is what I believe. Well, that you're free to believe. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince. Yeah, you of otherwise. course. You know, you're free to that. That, but what I can ask people to do who are listening to this mm-hmm. is to simply look into the things that I'm saying, and also, as you guys, you know, are for the most part, black, mm-hmm. to look into the words of, you know black men and women who speak about the same things that I speak about. And if you're a Muslim, look into the words of Muslim scholars and Muslim leaders who talk about the things I talk about. Mm. And I have found over the last few years a commonality between people who would be described by the media as white nationalists and people who would be described by the media as black nationalists Mm. and people who are described by the media, you know, as Islamic separatists. I don't think any of those groups are extremists. I don't think any of those groups' ideas should be marginalised. But I do think there are things in common, and I do think it's an important thing to sit and discuss. Mm. Yeah,
2: no, as as as
3: yeah. So you you didn't. Well, we'll just do it after. Um, Mm. I just want a quick background into um the PA, like you know how it started, what you seek to do, like what what you seek to achieve, like what what's the what's the what's the end goal for the organisation.
0: Well, it started with me doing shows online. Mm -hmm. It started with me producing shows on YouTube. And YouTube has become ever more restrictive in what it allows on, with many people being banned and demonetized for a variety of things. And when I say banned and demonetized, I'm not just talking about people going on there and, say, using the N-word or saying something that would be obviously quite provocative. But there are plenty of people who have views which are, probably much more centrist and mainstream than mine, mm. and they are now being demonetized and kicked off. So there have been a number of conservative outlets, massive conservative outlets that make you know tens of millions of dollars a year that have all been demonetized over the last few days for refusing to use pronouns that certain confused people want them to use. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're seeing here is in the last five years, a massive change in the way that speech has been policed. So the online world is not an open marketplace of ideas, discussion, debate, but a very, very narrow channel for people who have what are termed as media or state-approved ideas and thoughts. And that's led to people being pushed to other platforms. And I predicted this would happen, and I said, look, we need to get together we need to come into the real world, we need to form a community, we need to advocate for our rights and our ideas in a legal and above-board manner, and we need to give people a place where they can come and meet, where they feel less isolated, where they can make friends, where they can foster relationships, because we have a community. But an online community is something that is very easily shut down and fractured. And I'll give you an example, um, another sort of Right-wing political party, Britain First, had about 2.2 million followers on Facebook. It was the largest political party in Britain in terms of social media. It was shut down with one click, and they lost everything. I think that's absolutely unfair. I think social media companies should be forced to um, allow groups to stay on their platforms as long as those groups are speaking within the law the accepted laws of that land yeah you know, they're so. not breaking the law um, but that's not the case and i said this would happen and that's why we've moved into a real world setting and we do numerous different activities which are there to help us both advocate for what we believe but also to help many young disenfranchised uh, people who have our beliefs who hold the same beliefs as us to <clears throat> do things like help them with their CVs, get them into health and fitness, get them out of their house, get them out of the pit of depression that many young people feel. And, and, and what is it that you believe? We believe that white British people should remain a majority in their ancestral homeland. We believe that our cultures and our traditions and our way of life shouldn't be eroded. And we we believe that we have the right to advocate for our rights as any other racial, ethnic or religious group does. Leading on to that, because most, as you said,
2: um, you made a point earlier about point progress but is you're this saying,
0: live on youtube now
2: no 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 because no, i was going to say if this
0: is live on youtube you're probably going to get a strike yeah yeah we've had too minutes so many but eventually like, when i pop up they know my voice and videos go down uh so you might want to be careful <laughs> but you 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 know th- the thing is you laughed at that but it is a it's a really serious thing i mean it is funny. Yeah, it's yeah, funny it's yeah. funny but imagine saying right? you imagine if you guys mm. were like right we're going to go and we're going to advocate for the rights of our people and you said look I'm a big guy, I'm a lot of people like me, I've got a big name out there, and I'm going to advocate for my people to be separate, to look after themselves, to love their culture, their ways, and to revel in who they are. Then all of a sudden YouTube say, we don't like that anymore, mate. You're going to be completely silenced. You won't be able to upload any videos, and anyone that uploads a video with your voice in it is going to be demonetised. It's nefarious. The
3: only reason I would disagree with that, because I reckon if I said it like that, probably wouldn't be a problem with that's it. how i said i don't think it's being said like that I, that's I how i've said it and okay. you can
0: look at my videos okay i say
3: things historically because you have to remember
0: this isn't just the you now this, no, this no, no. is a is you yeah. all I, is have, my time friend. Friend. I have never i have never uploaded a video to youtube or to any social media platform that has either a broken their terms or B, broken the law in the... But, but Channel 4 would have, and, but, be, and yeah. who have you done you've done interviews with You've done many
1: things where you've been recorded saying stuff where you don't actually Wait, have the power over that you can't.
0: You can't take... Once you start saying that everybody is inherently and absolutely accountable and judged on anything they did throughout their entire life as even a throwaway moment, then literally no one can do I anything. I don't think that at all. That's, that's essentially, I uh, that's, like, that's like one of these police states you see in a sci-fi dystopian film, like Minority Report.
2: And what I'm saying, if I
0: haven't broken the rules, which I haven't, why am I being removed? Well, I'm being removed because what I'm saying makes the people at the top, who I've talked about earlier, the global elite, feel very uncomfortable mm. because the global elite have an agenda and they are relentlessly stamping on anybody who speaks out against that agenda or anything they push so now you know if you disagree with say climate change if you disagree with the covid jabs if you disagree with anything that they push you are disappearing down the memory mm-hmm. hole this isn't just a this isn't just me who will be going it'll be anyone that disagrees but, uh, but
2: sorry going back to the, you, you made a point earlier about how natural immigration has always took place throughout the history of time. But obviously there's been the invasion of the Ottoman Empire in Africa. So the Iranians are going and they, they have stayed there. So similarly to now, what is such a problem for you in terms of people looking browner they were than they are because for example when you look in certain regions of the world there's brown people that would identify as british and still keep their british culture so what is it specifically about whiteness where you feel they're going to lose their value so for example if you look at the east end um before my mascot migration really took place there was many brown people mixed race people that upheld pretty much british value so what is it specifically is it about the color that you're focusing
0: on where you're like okay firstly it's not solely color Mm. it's about an issue firstly i don't want and this is my personal choice to become a minority in my ancestral homeland Mm. that was another fly wasn't it yeah yeah yeah. but but that (laughs) makes it about color no because that's a what but i don't believe that i don't believe that's a good thing i don't Mm. believe that i don't want to see say the Japanese become a minority in their ancestral homeland. I don't wanna see anyone become a minority in their ancestral homeland. And I also think that when you have a small amount of immigration and a small amount of people from different colors or cultures moving to a place, it doesn't have a great effect. When you have many, many people in huge numbers moving to a place, all with, different cu- all with different cultures, ways of life, different moral frameworks, that leads to problems, that leads to clashes, that leads to issues which are not good for society, and ultimately those societies move down a dark path which ends in some degree of racial or ethnic conflict. And Tommy Robinson would talk about the issue that hundreds of thousands of white girls have been targeted by these grooming gangs, that is downstream of this demographic change. I don't want that. And what I largely say to people is, if people do want that, they're allowed to advocate for it. I'm not allowed to advocate for the opposite. And I believe in largely the same thing as many um, sort of black nationalists or African mm. separatists or other groups that mm. want to live amongst themselves. And what I will say is that multiculturalism largely is a lie. If you go to places, northern mill towns like Dewsbury, white people, white Brits are about 15% of that area now, you know, Whole parts of towns have been completely taken over. And when these people move to those areas, they import their religion, their culture, their traditions, their language, and an entire area changes in its composition. It doesn't change into some rainbow utopia where people are skipping down the street all talking to each other. It turns into this is a part of a town that is completely dominated by these particular Muslims from part of Pakistan. And then you have in-group, out-group, and all of those people are allowed to keep their in-group preference. So when you have these people and they import their language, they don't learn to speak English, they import their language, the government will say, that's great, we're going to change all the documentation locally, we're going to pay for interpreters, we're going to help you to retain all of that. There's not been a move to make these people sort of integrate or become sort of British in any way, and at that point, you've got the oil and water scenario where you've got different communities rubbing against each other and it creates problems. And you don't just and I'm not saying those problems are sort of black on white or white on Muslim or anything like that. They are inter-ethnic or interracial <sighs> issues that sometimes involve the Hindu community and the Muslim
2: community. Mm. But I haven't don't we do that in their countries as well? So like if you go to pretty much anywhere around the world, there'll be English signs, English documentation. Mm-hmm. All of our imperialism that we've imposed. So, then, well, so firstly, is
0: this is this is a huge topic. Mm. I'm pleased sure you brought this up because if you think I'm in any way in favour of British imperial colonialism or modern American and British colonialism, I'm not. Okay, fair enough. So, I I don't really I want to make that clear to people. Okay, no, it's is it very yeah. important. You can clarify yeah, that because yeah. okay. I don't believe in that. I I believe that. People should seek self-determination. And I think that would be a word. You and I were talking about Malcolm X in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malcolm that's X why your idea on separatism, yeah. like, I don't agree with it, but I can understand why yeah. someone would have those and ideas. I think separatism, you know, peaceful separation and separatism is a, is a good term. And I think probably some of your viewers or listeners would understand that mm-hmm. point. And what, what I am saying is I am... My views are quite complex, and that's why I do a lot of long-form shows where I explain my views over a long period. And that's why I find these things actually really fun to come and do, but sometimes a little bit frustrating, because we have like an hour and 45 minutes to talk about almost like a lifetime's work and political development. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I will say is I am not one of these people who is sort of like, Got a little bust of Churchill on my mantelpiece and a little thing about how great the empire was, and then a picture of King Charles. That isn't me at all. Those aren't things that are integral to my system of beliefs. My system of beliefs is something very different. And I believe that, on balance, the way um, the British Empire developed has not been good for the world. And I also believe that the way British people were treated at home by those running the empire was absolutely appalling. Mm. So when you look at little white boys shoved up chimneys as chimney sweeps or, Mm. you know, white single mums with their children being sent to the poorhouse or which were basically essentially slave camps because you weren't allowed to leave. Or what about all the white children that were taken to mills and had to crawl under machinery and collect, you know, woolen stuff that had fallen down and had their arms ripped off? Mm. You know, there's been a lot of injustice throughout Mm. history, and a lot of that injustice was carried out by what What I've termed the global elite throughout history. those people are my enemies, not people I look up to. because one thing i was going I was going put forward to is interesting that we're going because we might actually have some
2: commonality here because you said you're again opposed to uh, colonial rule and imperialism. and I might put I'll, put I'll put forward a new what might be a new idea to you, it might not be, but it, going along the lines of listening to literature from the other side, I saw a speech from Giorgio Empoli, you know, the far right leader in Italy. And she was talking about how, uh, I think France were getting on to her about how she didn't want the immigration of the boats. She's not
0: really far away. She's, but just a correction. She's Who's right already been bought off and she'll be letting in just as many immigrants as her predecessors. So Don't oh. worry about that. But oh, yeah, oh, okay. carry on. So um, she made
2: an interesting point is there's, there's two sides of the coin. So you might put forward that you want white separatism, but the other side of the argument, if you want white separatism all these people that are coming on boats if their situation wasn't really dire due to the west controlling everything in terms of free trade and in terms of their standard of living do you really think that they would want to get the boats on so rather than us going into into those countries nicking cobalt, nicking copper nicking aluminium and putting them in unfair working conditions yeah we would then have to give them fairer routes for trade fairer agreements but then what that would lead is our living standards here would then decrease would you be willing for the british people to be a martyr for a lower standard of living to have this separatism and and equality
0: globally. You see, this is the only thing today that's really sort of irked me a little bit Mm. about the way this has gone. Mm. Because you guys have spent so much time looking into things that I said 20 years ago that the mainstream media edited out of hundreds of hours of footage to make me look bad. But you haven't watched the stuff I've said. Now, I've actually Mm -hmm. done a video, and I can't remember the exact title, but it's something along the lines of Mm -hmm. Wars for Israel... Drive mass immigration, and it's me raging against constant wars in the Middle East Mm. and American foreign policy and the abuse of people through sanctions in Iraq and Iran and all over the Middle East Mm. because it creates issues that drive this mass immigration. Mm -hmm. So, I am not Mm. so I am absolutely the question you've asked. I have addressed that again in a sort of a 25-minute video mm-hmm. where I say we must stop supporting American foreign policy. I raged against the war in Iraq. When right. they were talking about a war in Syria, I raged against that. I raged against intervention in Libya. I am against any form of sanctions on Iran or war with Iran. Now, this is where I don't have a commonality with other people. So when the idea of war with Iran was tabled, certain people, I'm not going to mention... Um, on the sort of right wing we're like, yay, let's, you know, let's go there and sort of teach them a lesson and impose Western values. I'm totally against that. The people of Iran have the right to self-determination. They have a right to live within their borders as they see fit. And they should they not be, borders, be terrorized yeah. by... American Mm. foreign policy because if that happens you're going to have millions of people dead you're going to have loads of western soldiers either coming back with ptsd or wounded you're going to have billions if not trillions spent and wasted which would be better spent helping people here and on top of that you're going to have vast destruction and a huge movement of people towards the west all of that all of that could be avoided if we change Western foreign policy. Look, so you're just, the one
2: thing that I think where we might, because obviously you're saying there's going to be massive spent, but the net gain we benefit off. So what I'm talking about is okay, you are opposed to Libya. When we then when and killed Gaddafi, us and France, 300 billion in gold reserves went missing from from Libya. So these wars that we wage, obviously economics is the scarce is the management of scarce resources. That's just, that's the definition of economics. So we benefit.
0: Off these things. So if we were incorrect, okay, you keep saying we. You didn't benefit from mm. it. You didn't benefit. You certainly didn't. You certainly Mm. didn't. And I certainly didn't. None of us did. The The only only people that benefited were the global elite that I keep talking about. Mm. None of us in this room benefited, whether we're black, white, male, female. None of us. Mm, but, but if you were to look at the countries that countries
2: that we wage war on, their general living standards are way below ours, and, ours are way, and that's due to because we are one of the richest countries, and we're part we, of the G7, we're part of the
0: us, G10. None of us benefit. The fact when, we get to go to a these, school, day, a free education system, and when that, these things do. happen, mm. and when billions go missing... Mm billions go into the pockets of the people that I've been repeatedly criticising. And if we get a trickle down out of those billions, it might be a couple of pence. It's nothing. And I don't think think we even see Mm. that. And when you look at what funds these wars, that's being taken out of your pocket, your pocket, your pocket, your pocket, and my pocket. And that money then goes into the industrial-military complex, which again gets a huge slice of it creamed off and put onto the plate... Of those people that are being consistently criticised, this
2: is where you, this is where I disagree. But I'm in the middle in the sense of, of course, the the men at the, the elites, they're the ones that pocket. But to to ignore that us living in the US and in the UK. And from what we've done through imperialism and colonialism and waging wars on these countries that, that hasn't raised our general living standards or everyone in this country compared to Africa, Asia, and Middle East, I think I, don't I, don't think, I, don't I can't think we think can make that claim.
0: I don't think we're better off for those wars. I think everybody oh. in every circumstance, other than the global elite and the state of Israel, are are worse <laughs> off for those wars. Western foreign policy has made life much worse in the Middle East, worse in Britain and America, but better in Israel, and better for a tiny minority of people who control global capital, the military-industrial complex, and are involved in the financing system, which, when these wars conclude, there's also trillions that have to be spent rebuilding. And again, who profits from that? The same group of people. Mm -hmm. And I am saying that people all over the world need to wise up to this, and there needs to be change and i'm sort of doing my bit for change and i'm not somebody who should be characterized as kind of what people might think as sort of a, a colonial little little Britner who wants to go stomping all over the world because i don't
1: mm-hmm. so do you think, yeah, put- like moving forwards with the global leaks i think with every topic we've kind of hit on they tend to be the kind of the main problem mm-hmm. and i think we can all agree with that. Do you do you see there being a solution? Do you see a point in time where these different groups that we've spoken about maybe band together in the idea that okay, these people keep fucking us over, we need to do something about it. Do you see there ever being a change of power? Do you do you see what you're doing actively trying to shift that? Like, how do you see that kind of moving forwards with the global elite? And where do you obviously you can't guess, but where do you see that kind of going moving forwards?
0: Well, I talk about the establishment, which I believe to be the government, the media, and the arms of the state. Mm. And they are kind of like an elephant, a very big elephant. Yeah. And I'm a little bit like an ant, or my entire group is like an ant. Mm, yeah. But the elephant is obviously going to squish me. But if there's enough of us little ants yeah. all scurrying around, the elephant, yeah. <laughs> it brings it down. Yeah. And I believe that over time, the way things are structured... And when you have a structure that is so based on feeding up wealth to the top while denying people at the bottom, and that structure is essentially designed to screw everyone over lower down in the hierarchy, it will collapse. There is an inevitability that an end will come. And we're already seeing, I was actually reading an article on the train, and Uh, I'll just tell you what it's called so people can reference it. It's very interesting. It's about... If
2: if you you send us all your links, by the way, we put literature in there. Yeah, sure. uh, This
0: this article is called... I bet I won't be able to find it now. Here... America's empire is bankrupt and that's on unheard.com mm. and it was talking very frankly about a major global shift in power from sort of the British and American or the American and British the, the Anglosphere empire to Russia, China and their willingness to work with countries like Iran and other outsider nations and eventually that will come to pass yeah. because this age of decadence materialism, hedonism and madness will not continue forever. Every empire eventually grinds to a halt and when it does and when it goes into decline things will change and sometimes things change rapidly. I'm sure that the day the Berlin Wall fell people didn't wake wake up in East Germany and think today's the day of the revolution. Sometimes there's a spark and it catches a fire that no one expected to ever see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think we might well see that one day. And I think that people who describe themselves as dissident or, or think outside of the mainstream need to keep working, keep having dialogue, keep being willing to listen to each other and work in whatever way they can to derail the establishment in whatever legal, peaceful, and democratic means necessary to them
1: so just following on from that obviously we've talked a lot about like separatism and separation and things like that but essentially your solution in essence not to integrate but to actually work with all these different people that we've had differences with to communicate and talk to them so that we can essentially as a group push out this elite that is putting this horrible narrative down on literally everybody yeah, largely so so in essence really it's it's not really separation it's more just about having open honest dialogue where people don't feel judged but can have a conversation and find this common enemy so that we can work together yeah, and so
0: people have freedom of association so if we have you know black people who wish to have a black homeland say like in africa there is a movement to create a black homeland for black people where black people are free of western influence and would be, you know, this is something that people like Marcus Garvey talked about. Yeah, my hom- yeah. 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 A black homeland in Africa where you guys can say, well, I want to buy into that, and I want to make that our place so that our children can be brought up knowing our ways, our culture, our traditions, and we're proud of who we are. I absolutely support that, and I'd absolutely work with the people doing that. I'd shake their hands, and I want my people, you know, the people of European descent to seek their self determination. I want people all over the world, and that's why I've done podcasts with people in Syria who are saying we want that, and we want people like you, Mark, to listen to us and help advocate in your countries for the end of these this bombing, this American imperialism. I that's really? a closing statement because
3: I think I don't I don't think that would be in your interest. I think if we had the Wakanda if you've seen the movie. <laughs> I've seen the movie. Yeah, I've seen We yeah, had the Wakanda. It wouldn't be in the West interest because again, a lot of the resources, a lot of the stuff and a lot of the privileges that Daily mentioned before mm. comes from these places. So you essentially couldn't survive without it. So, Gold being pegged so to the if dollar. you had what you wanted, it wouldn't work. Plus I'm, always, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical. Oh, it does. It does. Well, Gold being pegged, well. be pegged to the dollar and oil being pegged to the dollar. I'm still a bit skeptical what you're calling an mm. ancestral home as well because we talked about the movement of people before. Like, So the only place where People are more or less one hundred percent from that region are Africans. If you come to Europe and Asia, there's been so much intermixing through the wars and, and empire that what are you calling an ancestral home and through what time period? Well, I can actually,
0: um, I can actually give you an interesting statistic mm-hmm. that between the last time England was invaded and the end of the Second World War, there was fewer people came and settled in England than do. In a single year under the conservative government at the moment Mm. so that tells you that in almost you know 900 years fewer people came and settled in england than doing a single year under the conservatives and what we're talking here is something that historically is completely unprecedented so you might say you know this small amount of people came and settled here in you know 1842 Mm. but that you know all of the all of the mass migration that may have taken place, or what would be termed as mass migration, which isn't really, that took place in the eighteen hundreds, would be dwarfed in about a week or a month of immigration. And po-
2: population
3: size
0: comes to it think, as well. I think that 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 um.
3: That idea, the the, the logic behind it is unsound because It's human, to the human yeah, exactly. The Humans have always wanted to move. Like we've always sought greener pastures. Where, throughout history, that's that's well documented. The so then to argue that you know, oh, you know, between these times when there was less movement, well, logically, yes, of course there was because the ability to do so was less. Kate cap- had less capabilities to do so. Now we have that capabilities. We're actually probably acting in a more natural form. To move around and find what whales were looking for. You look mm.
1: like in history; every single historic document ever created has some form of expedition, some form of exploration, some form of "let's go." It's and in on nature. Here, let's go and find out this. We're inquisitive people. We've we've always wanted to know. Like I said, the grass is always green on the
3: other side. Uh, it is. So when, you've,
0: when you when you when the capability to do something doesn't mean you should do it. You've got the capability to put your hands into the fly killer. But I would suggest you put your hands into there
3: because there's no benefit so, of doing that. But there's a benefit of moving around. There is to some
0: people, to everybody, but not to everybody. Of we them. be
1: thinking?
2: Do
0: you not benefit of globalization? Should
1: we be always thinking about the? Benefits, I'm
0: not a fan of globalization. Yes. Okay.
1: Because the way that most people live their life is they they live to what benefits them, and as long as what they do doesn't catastrophically affect other people, like as yeah. long as me getting this job isn't going to mean he loses his leg. Then that should be
2: fine but But her her getting a job might mean he doesn't get a job but
0: that's Uh, like
1: that means
0: there's always there's always always somebody will always benefit from somebody missing out on something of course but it comes to the point where ultimately i believe that indigenous populations do have a right to say we don't feel this is to our benefit any further or that we feel this has gone too far. And I think I said earlier, quite clearly, that small numbers of people moving to an area doesn't have the same effect as huge numbers of people. And I actually believe that eventually this multicultural society will not be to the benefit of anyone. Well, well, where, 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 where do Australians go? Uh,
3: yeah, And Americans, that's what I was going to ask. Where, where do Australians and American Americans go? go. Back, what, back to the UK? Well, if
0: you want to do a trade, <laughs> if you want to do a trade and say all uh, non-Europeans are going to leave Europe, but Americans have to come back, is that the deal on the table? I'm just
2: Yeah, that's what I was asking. Because well, obviously, I, the world you're talking, I don't see it working, so I'm trying to see theorising these Australians back and Americans, where's
0: where Yeah, back yeah so where there there if we could, would, would that be feasible? Would that be, be something? Well, be sure. I think, as I say, once you start going into things like that, ultimately, um White Australians, I mean, white South Africans are in the process of coming back. Mm. There is an issue where, but they're small. I'm talking about like, the, now they've taken out
2: and they've wiped out Aboriginals in, Austra- in, in Australia. They didn't wipe out Aboriginals. And there's also I, 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 this, I don't is get, uh, this is another thing. This is I don't want to get lost on some and go down just, no, just no. On, on the high level view. Whatever semantics you want to use, yeah. they've displaced them. Whatever you want to say. That large group and the three hundred million of US, which about eighty five percent are white. They're not, not eighty five la- I don't want to la- get lost on la- it. A, la- a large majority are white. Where do they go?
0: Well, as I said, when you would work something out, mm. working something out of like this would take a huge amount of time and a huge amount of effort, and not everybody, not everybody would agree on a solution, okay? Because they, because they know it doesn't make sense. No, 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 not everyone would agree on a solution because not everyone has the same ideas and goals. There mm. were many black people who would say, if we were funded, we would return. We'd want an African homeland. There would be many black people in, say, the United States. And I've actually spoken to them that want an African homeland, but want it on American soil. Let's say, part of America should be ceded to us as an African state within America, because this has been our home for years. We have now a right to this soil, but we want to do it Amongst our people, yeah, but it's not the modern modern American soil either. So if they want to have that,
3: it's the same thing. What what I'm saying
0: is, a lot of people have a lot of different ideas, Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. starting point has to be freedom of speech, freedom of association, and then
1: shouldn't there be freedom of movement if you're going to have freedom? No, no, freedom,
0: freedom of association and freedom of speech are different to freedom of movement. And what I'm saying is, once people have freedom to associate with who they want and to advocate for their belief system, that will create a system where people can start to work these things out because people, and this goes back to something you were saying earlier, where I say, the change in language and the use of terminology makes people scared to say what they actually think. And once people could speak freely, say what they think, and associate with one another, and advocate for what they believe in, we could get to a position where people can start unpicking some of this and coming up with solutions that they felt you know, they they, they felt were agreeable. Now, I am not naive enough to think that every person is going to believe in what I believe in, but there will be a sizable number of people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, not every African-American agreed with Marcus Garvey or Malcolm X, but a sizable number of people did. Mm -hmm. And my number one thing, as I said earlier, is to build a community that advocates for their rights. And I wish to do that without impediment so that we can put on the table what we think. Now, if not enough people do that, then obviously that isn't going to be something that will be pursued. Mm. It's a minority idea. And I think that's a great statement to close you off on. So...
3: Tell us what other projects you have going on. Is there anything you want people to know, where to follow you, where to find you?
0: Yeah, I just want people to go to my Odyssey. Um, You can find me at Mark Collett on Odyssey. You can find me on Telegram. You can find me on Gab. If you go there, you can watch my videos. You can watch my shorter videos. You can watch my long-form videos. And my door is always open to healthy discourse and discussion. I think, I, I think this was yeah, healthy. Yeah, I, so that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't shut anybody down. And if people do want to speak to me, my door's always open. My phone number is very easy to come by. My email address is mark at Westernman.com. My book is The Fall of Western Man. It's available from Amazon. It's available from Lulu. It's available free as a download from my website. And I welcome anyone who wants positive discussion. And those who we wish for peaceful separation and those who wish to pursue their ethnic or racial individuality, I will shake hands with regardless of what background they're from. Mm -hmm.